Mentality monsters. I'm going to use the word with the orange well rugby done. team. Someone press that arm. Take it off, Liverpool. <laughs> let's take it off, the Reds. And let's attach it to the Orland rugby team. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition. Available now. Now you're welcome along So quite the weekend One Grand Slam in 125 years And suddenly three in 15 years for Ireland Five Six Nations titles in 15 years as well 09, 14, 18 and 2023 Finally in Dublin Andy Dunn and Jerry Thornley will join us This hour we're starting Monday Night Rugby early As you might imagine So looking forward to that there on the way uh, Football show with rugby man at heart Kenny Cunningham also Coming your way. 53106, the text number. We're at Off the Ball on Twitter. Michael McCarthy here in studio. Hello. I'm here, Joe. How are you? Kenny Cunningham here in studio for the news round as well. Hello. You wanted to talk rugby? I said, okay, we'll make it happen. Oh. Oh. All, all night long, I'll talk rugby. Oh. Joe, all night long. And Richie McCormick, hello to you. I'll talk Anthony, Joe. I'm just here for the ride. Indeed. <laughs> uh, all night long, here for the ride. All sorts of jokes <laughs> to be made. Uh, Mike, who's your favorite? Who there your, we go. Who is your favorite Mick McCarthy? Is it, you know, Captain Fantastic or off the ball magnate? Mick McCarthy, are you magnate. sitting next? <laughs> There's <No>. a promotion. <laughs> I'm in a difficult position there. I appreciate I'm in a difficult, that, a difficult position. <laughs> uh, what an extraordinary occasion on Saturday evening. Uh, joyous scenes at full time. Kids being thrown in the air, trophies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there was just, just something about watching uh, scenes that are yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Like, they just make it go on all night. So, uh, amazing, amazing. I'm seeing as well, I just saw it was released, uh, the most watched sporting event since 2017 in the country. So, Virgin uh, got those figures out quick, Joe. They sure did. They sure did, yeah. So, uh, they were just there some, for you, Joe. I mean, I want to say... Um, Amazing, amazing. I mean, not, not Ireland's greatest performance by any means and, and nerves Absolutely in the air, as, as you might imagine. But uh, once the finale came, it was glorious. Dublin had been waiting a long time. Yeah. Well, not their greatest performance. Like, Kenny will understand this in uh, you know, high-level sport better than we ever will. But, like, the fact that they still won the game comfortably, I know there was a red card involved and everything like that, but there was a time midway through the second half where I presume I wasn't alone in the country and thinking, and I know Andrew Trimble even said it on commentary, where... This felt like it was getting away. This felt, I think, rattled was the word used. And it was a scary time. And the one thing you always have to remind yourself is that every time this happens with Ireland over the last year or so, they just find a way. And they did it again and they just got their act together. It took them 60 minutes or whatever, but they got their act together and they won the game comfortably in the end. Just like we were having the same conversation last uh, last Monday, but it was for different reasons, obviously. There was things went against them more so than them going against themselves. Like but it they wasn't did this panicky week. stuff, that exactly. I know you, but, but it oh, wasn't even like, at that time, yeah. In, in that period in the second half, that fourth kind of uh, fifth, it wasn't going our way or whatever. And you're getting well, everybody's getting a sense of, but it wasn't like, oh, we're giving away too many fouls. It was mad stuff going on, people kind of losing their discipline or anything like that. So I never got a, I never got a sense of that. Mm. Uh, even at that time so I, I wasn't really feeling that kind of now, yeah we weren't playing as, as well as we had done uh, uh, previously but I never felt really we were any, da- any danger I always felt it's just time just be patient and that's how they played wasn't it that, that's that's how they played they played as if right, we're not at our best here we know that so let's just you know let's just keep going it's, it's going to come they never lost the defence or the discipline yeah like that's isn't it like so they were everything was gone to hell with the ball yeah. But they didn't give away penalties, they didn't give away cards, and they didn't give away tries, most importantly. England were getting nothing for free, even when Ireland were at their worst. Like, Yeah. 
Well, Andy Dunn on the way with Jerry, Jerry Thornley, um, he will explain it far better than I, but he felt, you know, there were times where the English uh, defence was certainly rushing up and there were times where Irish offloads were just being completely cut off and it all looked very crowded. Andy's sense was that certainly there was nervousness on the part of the Irish players. And so when attacks were starting off rook ball, uh, players weren't holding their depth. They were so eager to, to join in that they were... Getting there too early. Getting there too early. Keeping the distance Timing was off. It wasn't as synced up as it could be. Yeah. But Andy, and he'll explain it again very well, was making the point, it's to their credit that at some stage in the game, he reckons at halftime in particular, they acknowledged this, they understood this, and they were far better in the second half. And he was saying, you know, if you're if you're in that attack line, uh, you should always, and I, there's probably parallels in, in football when you're yeah, in covering positions. Andy was saying, if you're in the attacking line, you should always see the number on the jersey of the man inside you. So don't be crowding up. And he reckons depth was off. Married right. to England rushing up. And so that's why Ireland, you know, we could say, oh, it's, it's nervousness. They're dropping balls or offloads aren't happening. But there was actually a very technical reason for it. It's not that I'm so nervous yeah. I can't catch a ball. Yeah, yeah. Des- desperate to get the ball in hand just a split second too. Yeah, soon. yeah. and it's, you know, it's a, a very uh, understandable thing. Uh, Richie, a lot of people's favourite moment, Johnny Sexton. Uh, the whole stadium on their feet, ovation to say goodbye to him. And he's got his hands on his hips grumbling that he has to come off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. perfect Sexton way to, to, to say goodbye to the Six Nations. <laughs> I think that's pretty standard. I think we, I don't think we should. I think him being ki- dragged off kicking and screaming probably would have been a step up from, from what we saw. But yeah, it was always going to be a niggling injury that really kind of forced him off and forced his hand. But <clears throat> a hell of a way to say goodbye. A brilliant weekend. Like I don't know if people saw the pictures that accompany the captain's run on Friday where Andy Farrell essentially just invited down Sexton's family uh, so they wanted it to be a family occasion so I think all of that stuff it being a home added to the nerviness of the occasion as well but God Sexton deserved every bit of the send off that he got and you still got that sense from his interview afterwards that you know the World Cup is still the thing for them and he'll take time for his send off in the future but he is <clears throat> did, I don't know if did you hear the, the quotes from Keane Healy last week where they talked about the Jonathan Sexton that they get to see if Ireland win like it was really interesting stuff about the nature of, of Sexton's um, the way he thinks about the game and the way he approaches it and he's a freak in that sense and we haven't seen many of them from an Irish perspective down through the years whereby like winning and succeeding and achieving and per- performing to your optimum is absolutely all consuming it's not just something that you happen to do from day to day like it, it consumes them from the morning, the, the moment he wakes up till when he goes to sleep at night, and then probably it's haunting his dreams as well. But I think that there's there's a freakish will to win within Jonathan Sexton that I don't think we'll see again for a while in any jersey. Although you know, if Sam Prendergast keeps going the way he's going, we might well see it pretty soon. You get a bit of a sense, uh, Rich. A few number of the Orders players fall into into that category yeah. in terms of their kind of professionalism and ac- application, how they kind of dedicate themselves. I don't think he's alone, and that was that's the impression I get. It gets passed yeah, you, down as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So if Sexton's been it. acting like that for 10 years or more, obviously, you know, that's how those players, the Leinster players and the Irish players have grown up, is to see that yeah. level of professionalism and will to win and accepting nothing less and everything. And we've yeah. been talking, yeah, yeah. We, we might talk about it later in terms of Tottenham Hotspur, leadership qualities, leadership groups within the confines of the dressing room, how important that is. This is a classic example at yeah. its best. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to, like, was the was the um, occasion marred or enhanced by freed from desire? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was very loud, wasn't it? Like oh, it was the, the U two was worse though. Uh, Mick after the tries. 
because it was like straight in there yeah. with you two, and I was like, just the the, the post try music is absolutely needless. It's not as if there's empty stadiums, Rich, is it? It's not as if it's empty exactly. stadiums. Yeah. Exactly. The crowd there, they didn't didn't need any excuse, did they? No. Get vocal and get behind the uh, the team. What's your sense? That was a leading question. I feel was it? I just I just thought it completely took over, but the players and all seem to be enjoying it. So grand, they enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like the crowd need to be the soundtrack, yeah. like you know. But the, it's what? Which how much? It's good. I like Joe. I'm, well, like I'm Joe's up to number two in Mick on. McCarthy's. I don't now. know. Like, <laughs> we're not digging out you, Joe. Don't take it personally. It's hard to know because at one stage they cut to the crowd at the. God, the, 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 the climax peak of Freed from Desire. Yeah. And everybody's bouncing in tune. Yeah. And it does give that certain guidance almost to the we party. Need it? Well, we need well, it? May, maybe not. Maybe when not. Sexton maybe not. did his on pitch interview, which we'll hear a bit more in a, in, a, in a montage in a while. They started, there was music playing over, and the music was playing over all the interviews, and they were blasting and just really kind of like took over. It was hard for the players to really get a sense of it. And for the only for Sexton, it was like they kind of like got smart and they were like, hold on a second, and they cut the music really quickly. Mm. And if you listen to the crowd all the way through Sexton's interview, like they're so into it, you know? Yeah. Whereas for the rest of them, they're, they can't hear it. They're just. Bouncing along to all the different songs that were being played. Trivial, a little bit trivial, but it is a bit. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think it's a boring. These things matter. Yeah, yeah. Mm. These things do matter. So what would you have? Nothing. Colour. Nothing. I don't know. It certainly wouldn't have them after the tries. Like I was saying, that that was no. invented by like the Super League trying sure. to grow. You but, know, like but full time. What are you playing? There's a lot of pressure on it. What are you playing? I don't think I'm playing a song for a few no, minutes. I'd leave it. And do yeah. the crowd just scream? It's got to be organic. It's got to be organic, Joe. No, these crowds start spontaneous. Singing. Then they start singing themselves. Other people join in. It goes off in a different... It's not choreographed, is it? It's not the Super Bowl. Yeah. Bill Some... Sabat and Roy was being sang like, with time basically up when England had the ball. Mm. That was brilliant. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would have kept going. John in Dublin says, lads, I'm disappointed the game didn't stop and family and friends uh, didn't come onto the pitch to congratulate Sexton <laughs> when he made the scoring record on 17 minutes. I know. I mean, look, we're not, what are we doing here? <clears throat> thought the scenes, it's not a professional sorry, game at all. Thought the scenes <clears throat> after that, it's an obvious thing to say, isn't yeah. it? But the scenes, I was glad to see them uh, celebrate in that kind of fashion I know it's so an obvious good. thing to say but they're really into it so good and watching it you're thinking oh so pleased for them mm. you know so pleased family the whole shebang yeah. and we're talking about the music oh a little bit choreographed nothing choreographed about that in terms of being in each other's company families yeah. the whole thing was natural Was you could see that chemistry that bond between them was right there you can see in terms of how they play to an extent you, you know more than me Joe in terms of like how well drilled they are but you saw it there as well at the team dynamic. Well, the scene, and it was during Free From Desire, which did give them a No, they seem to have Johnny <laughs> jumping on one leg. not letting it go. It, did give, them, it, go. it did give them a centre point. They're dancing, Kenny, you know? Uh, when Andrew Porter's holding the trophy in a, in a circle and they're all jumping in time to it and this kid's been thrown left, right and centre. I mean, that, you could watch that forever on slow motion. Oh, it was great. It's so good. So good. Gotta enjoy the moment. Yeah, you do. But like, it, and we'll, we, we touched on it on Monday Night Rugby. It wasn't like in Cardiff in 09 when they won the first Grand Slam in 61 years. It wasn't that frenetic players sprinting in all different directions and, yeah. and losing the head. Like They were shaking hands and the, it was it yeah. was hugs. It yeah. was like job well done, satisfaction, let's enjoy it, satisfaction. It was very wholesome as well, yeah. the kids. And <laughs> I think, Joe, I, I, uh, Rich, you, you probably know better than, as well. I think it's bigger. Now, I've sensed something here uh, for a while around the country and obviously I'm Dublin in particular so even the morning of the game Rich I was out kind of north side you know 
Yeah. I don't know. I've done if you well, saw me there. You saw me a few weeks ago. I didn't ago. this time, Mick. Can you know? You weren't trailing me. No, you weren't trailing <laughs> no, me. That, I didn't, I didn't have the spies out on Saturday morning. No. Well, it's amazing. I was a couple of places I went into Nor- uh, Northside. Now, and you know Northside, not hotbed of uh, uh, rugby, uh, as you know. But the chat, I heard it. I heard it going around cafes and little pockets yeah. of people. Where, where are you watching the rugby? Yeah. yeah, and these aren't these aren't rugby people. There was loads of that around, Rich. And I never remember that before. And we've had some big big games or whatever the last ten, uh, fifteen years. Mm. But I think you get it. I've I've seen it the last kind of year. That this kind of ripple, it's really rip. That ripple effect is going off, and all sorts. There's a massive buying now. They're like I'm not talking to rugby fraternity. No, no, you know, but they're massive buying. Likeable bunch. The coach yeah. is so likable. The players, I think, like everybody. The, Sexton mania, you know everybody just yeah. loves what he's about, and it's all kind of swirling together. World it's Cup the on the horizon. It's not one individual, Joe. It's the whole group. People like what they're seeing, Rich, and that team. Mm. You know, how they present, how they present themselves, how they speak, how they interact with each other, the whole shebang. I think the provincial setup actually weirdly has 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 helped that a bit because it gives everybody a sense that they're involved with something of a successful team. And we've had like we've all got we've got four provinces that are all at decent level. Like nobody's cloggers in amongst that lot, and they're not bound to be anyway. The way things are set up, and I think that offers people a road into the Irish rugby setup. And as long as you're in with Leinster or with Munster, Ulster, or Connacht, then naturally you're going to be an Ireland supporter. So I think the the provincial setup actually has to be commended for for aiding that. But yeah, like Kenny says, like I saw people in Ireland rugby jerseys, not yeah. just Ireland jerseys, rugby jerseys over coming out McCartans and Northside on. Saturday morning like that that just doesn't happen like week to week True. and you know yeah. anecdotally that's the kind of stuff you see around these occasions and it's nice Dan and Cork says I was at the match Saturday I've got to go to a break in a second I will I was at the match Saturday 44 years old feckin loved Freed from Desire huge tune <laughs> and then my kids loved it at Musgrave Park for the 20s it was class really works with Dan and Cork do you know I'm nailing my colours to the mast I thought it worked too Okay, I thought enough. it was great yeah, yeah I thought Tom it was great line. Tom line. I thought it was great. Tone the line would be too cool for school saying, Joe's oh no, let's have Joe's compromised in terms of what he can say about this. Oh, sorry. It did me no favours. I couldn't even, couldn't even hear myself. Um, Tony and Cork, I was there Saturday. The piped in music was terrible. After the anthems, the tripe they piped in totally murdered any buzz. Freed from Desire was absolutely atrocious, says Tony. <laughs> and I'd, I'd say that's more in the majority, actually. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that it's like far. The, it's I like the go red that card. Far now. Don't get Atrocious, says Kenny Cunningham. No, it. it's I like the it. red card at this stage. So we just can't, we just can't agree on it. Yeah, uh, we got to take a very short break. Then we'll pick up and actually get into some of the stories in the news rent. You're welcome, Max. So. Uh, Extended news round. Richie is going to bring us through some of the stories in just a moment. Kenny Cunningham insisted on being here to talk rugby. So glad Rich is back. I thought he was gone. Mick McCarthy is here as well. (laughs) He hasn't given us any stories yet. (laughs) We should start the news round. Keep your texts coming in. Any thoughts on uh, Saturday and we'll get to them. The news round is as ever brought to you with thanks to Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back, Kenny. Or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Uh, Richie, you're starting with Katie Taylor. Yeah, in town today and says she's emotional at the prospect of her homecoming fight. The undisputed lightweight champion will grace Dublin's three arena on May 20th, facing the undisputed super lightweight champ Chantel Cameron. Taylor and Cameron were launching the fight at Dublin's Mansion House today. I believe we'll hear from Katie speaking to Ashling O'Reilly a little bit later on in the show. Ashling also spoke to matchroom promoter Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn, it's a very exciting time. Katie Taylor is finally getting her homecoming that she really deserves, her first professional fight here. How exciting is it for you? So exciting. And, you know, I'd like to take the credit, but she made it happen. You know, after the Serrano fight fell through, 
I talked about waiting maybe till July, August. She said, no, I want to fight on May 20th. And I presumed that would just be a standard opponent. But she asked for Chantel Cameron. Many believe a tougher fight than Amanda Serrano. It's two reigning undisputed champions. It's never happened before in boxing. And a chance for her to become a two-division undisputed champion. But a really tough fight. And it's going to be wild in the free arena on May 20th. Yeah, it's incredible when we're all very much looking forward to, but there is the side of only 9,000 people are going to be there. So there's going to be a lot of disappointed yes. fans too. Crow Park, it was meant to happen there. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and why it isn't happening there? Yeah, I mean, it really come down to the costs and the numbers. And, and obviously there was another rugby event taking part on place on May 20th. So from a tourism perspective, it wasn't as valuable. And the costs of running the show at Croke Park were three times more than the cost at Wembley Stadium, which was baffling, but it was what it was. And, you know, we had a chance. We either go to the free arena now and, and look at Croke Park later in the year. Um, and that's what we chose to do. Mm. Don't know. Not buying it. Don't Not know. buying it. He's got to step up. He's got to step up and make that happen. He's got to take a smaller cut, only take five million from the fight instead of eight million, and make sure Katie uh, fights at Crow Park at some point. Mm. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be any negativity about this. The fact she's fighting in the outlet. Let's just get behind it, and it's great that she's back. Yeah. What I was gonna say is just even when Ashling said the nine thousand there, I was thinking like it's tough because people won't be able to go. But Jesus, the atmosphere there should be unbelievable. Oh, if you're lucky enough for, like, to get the ticket, biggest, yeah. possibly the biggest fight of Katie's career, and it's like in Dublin, and it's like she's coming out to freed from desire. But <laughs> 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 well, is a great venue, like you know, for all of its size issues, you know, for like uh, she's a stadium fighter now; she shouldn't be an arena fighter anymore. But it's going to be unbelievable, like you know. So you know it's one of those ones as well that like this is a serious serious fight I've heard Katie being described as insane yes. for taking it on like this isn't one of those this isn't like a tomato can being put in front of her for her to like you know have a homecoming this is a fight where she could even be an underdog Yeah, you know so uh, but that's why people that's the why, biggest fight in Irish that's history that's why the love is Joe uh, Mick isn't it with Katie Taylor yeah. she never takes the easy option you know what I mean no, it's all about th- this no. is a tough option you, yeah but yeah. you feel part of it she wants to put on a show isn't yeah. it yeah. people coming for yeah, the audience as fight. well yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, lads, I love the music after, says Anonymous. It was great crack. Stadium bouncing. I remember when Limerick won the Old Ireland, Cranberries was played. Cranberries was played on Saturday as well, actually. Cranberries was played. Grown men were crying. Freed from desire is a banger. It worked great after the match. I'm getting some support on this. Cranberry song. Which Cranberry song? Dreams is what they no need. No need to argue. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. man. It, Probably what, not post-match, though. It, it, but they played it maybe fourth or fifth, I'd say, on Saturday on the playlist. And it was beautiful when it came on. Really, when they started, I got emotional when they started doing it in Crow Park. At least, at least Limerick have been winning recently, so you've been getting like dreams, which is really appropriate and brilliant. Yeah. But they started doing it in Crow Park right around the time Kilkenny were winning all the All Irelands, and you just had to hear Rose of Moon Coin every September, <laughs> which wasn't exactly wasn't exactly. A, Ken a, Ken has been in touch with a very fair oh. point. Tell Kenny. Oh, he go. means business. Hell he starts referencing yeah. me as Kenny. Yeah. Which nobody has since I was nine years of age. This is our life getting abused. I'm glad you can get a taste of it. Oh, you can tell what's coming here. Tell Kenny, Clintarf Rugby Club, which is over 100 years old, are the All Ireland Club champions. For the third time, they're currently top of the AL. They have produced Keen Healy, Tyg Furlong, Joey Carberry. Generally speaking, sorry, generally speaking, they're not the taking North side. Clintarf. Hey, back me up on this. Hang back on, me hang up on this. Sorry, though. Hang on. Clintarf. What about Clintarf. What about Rugby Shut up Club? a minute, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you with me on this? Clontarf can do a lot of things. They're not taking credit for Tyg Furlong and Joey Carberry. No, no way. Okay, is that a stretch? That's a stretch. 
Fair play, to you. Fair play uh, to you. They are brilliant. Put him back. Put him back in his I'll box. I'll go. I'll go along. Put him back in his box. Contarf regularly. You could argue that. The, tell, yeah, but generally speaking, I'm talking. No, Joe, Kenny, you're no, back in your box. You could there. argue that the oh, coast. No, box. no, you're back in your box, Kenny. You could argue that the coastal side of the north side is very much, uh, you know, yeah, honorary south side. Yeah, I'm talking the wild, wild west. That's what I'm talking. That part of our choice. <laughs> the North Dublin Riviera. <laughs> uh, anonymous. No, we got Kill Mine out in West Dublin, uh, which should deserve a mention as well. Kill Mine rugby club do brilliant work. Help me, Rich. Rich, you're not helping me. Keep going, Rich. Kenny, I'm not here to save you. Possible. Yeah, you need to stop speaking ignorantly on the radio. <sighs> Can I say something Jesus, about what Kenny's point though about people watching that? Like for all of the culture wars that were kind of exposed oh, sometimes by people who are really into this don't open this no I'm not opening it I'm just saying for all the, the, the that he's people who are it. he's about to say this is rugby country no, but go ahead mate don't, don't for be for most people who aren't bothered with that sort of thing yeah. and just want to follow an interesting likeable and Irish sports team you know who are doing well yeah. it will draw the attention you know most people aren't just deciding oh rugby not for me that's for the posh lads. You know, it's 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 gathering momentum mm. because the team are worth it. You know, so you just have to remember that sometimes we're we're involved in these kind of well, we are arguments we, a lot we, of the time. We get a lot of that, but I don't think yeah. most, as you say, most people just enjoy good sport. Anonymous texting. I've hated tonight's going to be a good night since having it rammed into my ears before at halftime and especially after the handball in Stade de France. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas. That was the end of that yeah. one for me. God, that's tonight's going to be a good night. As well. That's why I feel. Get a bit of this at the France game. Are we going to get a bit of this? The the music. Oh, going to be banging at the. The FAI. We'll have to score goals first. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Rich. Pre-match the FAI music. Proper downer. Loud. Richie McCormick. Loud the <laughs> FAI music. The opera music at uh, Talmond is probably the worst. <laughs> Do you know that when they played opera. Zombie in November at Porky Cueve, that really worked. Okay. They came out to Zombie. Really good. Yeah. Maybe let laugh you again. Maybe bang a few tunes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be Might need a few, might need a few there. Uh, George Murphy, get him on the pitch, sing a few tunes. Rich, Northsider, Northsider, Rich, Bowmount, Bowmount, one of our own. He's one of our own. <laughs> George Murphy, he's one of our. You see, when uh, you play those types, when you play "Free from Desire," nobody gets to sing one of our own style songs. You know, that's like the, 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 Ruby the doesn't have any songs. It has feels about the feels night. about right. I suppose. Yeah, that's about it. Full time. Uh, Rich, another story or two. Yeah, uh, three members of Ireland's Grand Slam winning squad have been shortlisted for Six Nations Player of the Championship. Hugo Keane and Mac Hansen and Caelan Doris all make the cut. They're joined by the French trio of Antoine Dupont, Damien Penault and Thomas Ramos. Voting is open to the public until 6pm on Wednesday. Meanwhile, England fullback Freddie Stewart will face an independent disciplinary hearing tomorrow following his red card at the Aviva. The Leicester man was shown that red by referee Jakob Piper after his elbow made contact with the head of Hugo Keenan. Former Scotland coach Frank Haddon and ex-Wallaby and Munster lock John Langford will be part of that disciplinary panel. And Ireland became the first ever team to win back-to-back under 20 Grand Slams with yesterday's 36-24 bonus point win over England at Musgrave Park. Only second row Joe Dermot Mangan and Conor O'Tiernick were retained from last year. We'll talk to Andy Dunn and Jerry Thornley about that red card and about the weekend at large, obviously, in due course. Kenny, see there the uh, several Irish players, three of them nominated for player of the tournament, Keenan, Hansen, Calendaris, for instance. Who is Kenny Cunningham's favourite Irish player at the moment? Oof. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd say it's almost impossible, Joe. I know that's a cop out but to pick one out I, I really do give me your top three I like that lad uh, Sheen Dan Sheen yeah oh. fast fast nice. power 
do you know that kind of that uh, yeah the power but mobility as well these lads he's the new prototype the games the game, yeah. that's where the game's changed isn't it it's Keith Wood when he was uh, playing back in the day it was yeah. he's a freak of nature he's front row yeah. he's so fast stand alone yeah nowadays now here we are yeah evolution belt. <laughs> yeah. Bayer belt yeah so that's one give me two more that you like <clears throat> um, I like the fullback Gilbert Keenan ice cold yeah I love that try that that reverse that reverse against pass against France we've done a couple yeah was that French game we did it's it a, it's a Joe Schmidt move reverse like a reverse pass from football isn't it yeah don't watch, don't watch the eyes I love that I love that little, <laughs> little pocket of space opens up boom straight through <laughs> love it and give me a third then oof third player <clears throat> Good choices so far, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Toy Forlan for me is like phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. He has been involved a huge man. But prior to this, for me, again, like bulk and hands. Soft hands. <laughs> Good soft touch hands. for a big man. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to get a bit of game time though. The hands One thing I want to say, we haven't got time to talk about it on the show. Off air, I need you to talk me through. <laughs> the English red card on the under 20s. I'm not having it. I disagree fundamentally with what the two lads had to say, Alan Quinlan in particular. Why I don't understand why that English player got a red card. No, the Orders player, bless him, went straight over oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. shoulder. Sorry, I'm I, with you now. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. worry. They don't have to let park it. I, you need to talk to me to it. I've, I've no understanding why that was a very red rare, card. It's very rare you see that happen. Did you see this red card in that no. game? No. So, yeah. Richie, so Irish players running with the ball. Um, top speed. R- top speed runs into the English tackle. Who stood. And, and just stood, but the Irish player went over the top of English tackler and like somersaulted in the air. It's very unusual you see it. The last player I saw do that was Ryan Giggs in the 1994 FA Cup final. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that happened because of the speed that the Irish player was going. That English lad crouched. Aren't you supposed to like crouch into the tackle now so you're low? The point Alan made is he stood up a touch in the tackle and just did enough no, but he went. But you have to come up once the Irish player when you, uh, goes uh, above him his forward momentum. He has to come up. He doesn't go down, does he? Yeah. He has to actually come up. And after that, I thought he actually tried to grab a hold. But the overriding factor for me was it was the speed that the Irish lad was going. He could only go one way. It was due to the speed he was travelling at, yeah. not because it was a particularly. I didn't see anything dangerous with the tackle at all. Did you? Uh, no. I, I, I know what you're saying do you know what I'm saying yeah I do I really do I just do. thought was, you're right there was those freak things just by virtue of the speed that the Irish lad was travelling and he was actually stood with his feet planted only one thing could happen if he'd uh, tackled him and stood up yeah. then that would have been um, could, could have done some serious damage there yeah. to the Irish player yeah, but, yeah no, I do, I, do you know I, what I mean I do totally know what you mean yeah is Kenny more rugby man than football man these days says Tom <laughs> I'm all in. He's all in. I'm all, all in. in. All in. Graham on YouTube says George Murphy singing at the Viva is a shout. Thank you. We a bit of crack. Um, how yeah, we? I time? want this to. We're a bit out of time, Joe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, we should do a couple more stories. Can I okay. also mention one more player that hasn't been mentioned yet today? Yeah. Andrew Porter, right? Don't think he had his best game, right? But did you see him in the anthems? His face looked like he'd just been in a car crash. That was, I think, from last week mm. when he played eighty minutes which a prop never does this yeah. day. They're not conditioned to play 80 minutes. He played 8 minutes and then went out yesterday and played 76. Rob Carney said Unbelievable. he should actually get a World Player of the Year shortlist nomination. He's been that good. And three years ago he was a tie head. I know. Nobody even talks about that anymore. I know, I know. You've lost me now. That's uh, <laughs> be- beautiful <laughs> hug between Andy Farrell and, and, and uh, Owen at full time. 
I mean, that whole dynamic was just amazing. I, I, he, the, the grandson was near us, so I can confirm <laughs> he was wearing an English jersey, but he had a half green, half white scarf. Oh, I love that. So, <laughs> I love that. Uh, they shouldn't be sold, but he's allowed to have it. He, I mean, <laughs> those flags are, are those scar- scarves are awful, but he is allowed to have one. Yeah, uh, for close. sure. Yeah, amazing dynamic. I was saying um, to Andy and Jerry earlier, just to mention briefly, um, that Rob Kearney was saying, who's been in with Andy Farrell as defence coach all for several years, he was saying that for many of Andy's first years with the team, he would step out of the room when they were discussing Owen and analysing Owen. And the first time he stayed in a big way was the 2018 Grand Slam game at Twickenham. And Owen came up in the analysis and Andy said to the team, when you get hold of Owen, dot, dot, dot. And the whole room went... So, I mean, that's uh, amazing insight. But initially, he wouldn't partake in the, the detailed conversations about that's his own son. That's surprising. I mean, it's, uh, it's... You think about it, though, it's your son, you know? Oh, you got to park it. you got to park that, isn't you? got to be honest with you, yeah. you got to park it, you got to park it. I don't imagine, yeah. Chinking the armour there at the Irish manager now. <laughs> I haven't heard that. It's a soft. Uh, got a soft centre. Last, last story, Rich. Uh, yeah, Adam Ida is still hopeful of playing some part in the Republic of Ireland's Euro qualifier with France. His Norwich manager, David Wagner, claimed at the weekend the striker will be out for a few weeks with a foot injury. However, Ida will report for Ireland duty to be assessed by the FAI medical staff. The rest of the squad trained at Abbottstown today, ahead of Wednesday's friendly with Latvia. Mark Sykes was tasked with media duties today. The former Northern Ireland under-21 international became the first Belfast native to represent the Republic in 76 years when he came off the bench in November against Malta. Sykes says he hasn't felt any backlash from that move I mean if there was I haven't seen anything but there shouldn't be either there shouldn't be any backlash anyway you know I feel like I've mentioned many many a times now an, an Irish person playing for Ireland I don't see the, the problem you know so for me it was all positive um, and like I say well pleased um, we're going to take another uh, very short break and we're going to keep the news around going Rugby has been deferred like Alf. Can you come in more time? <laughs> so we can speak about more rugby. Yeah. So uh, rugby is coming up at eight with Jerry and Andy. We'll take a very short break. More from Richie and Mick and Kenny Cunningham in just one sec. Now you welcome back. Sorry, this is the longest news round of all time. I've made a complete mess of this, really. So... <laughs> Uh, just impromptu said it. decided to mess with the entire running order but Mick has made it all work and fit together we hope Richie is kind of thinking to himself why am I still on here what's going on <coughs> what's going on I have to put lads to bed here sorry <coughs> uh, we'll be gone in eight minutes eight more minutes all right. and then we'll hear from Congrats. Katie Taylor and then rugby is coming up and Kenny Cunningham is uh, still with us Kenny by the way will be with us for the uh, football show where <sighs> Spurs they get Spursy, it in a big Spursy. way uh, in short Kenny's take Mick yeah. is that go on uh, he has just doesn't see a team like them in the league in terms of not trying. Don't misquote me, Joe. Don't misquote me. Do you think they're not trying? Oh, I don't know. No, go. there we go. Here we go. I didn't actually. That's Did not, you see? That's not a direct quote. Oh, who said it today? Was it Jack Pitbrook? I was trying to stay the pot. I think it was Jack Pitbrook. And sorry if I'm misquoting, if I'm picking the wrong person. But I saw someone today say that I, I've heard of a um, manager losing a dressing room but I've never heard of a dressing room losing a manager before oh, he's done which is which is brilliant like isn't it because that's it he was just like I, I'm not dealing with you Kenny's with Saps him anymore. Kenny's with him he thinks they're a disgrace and he wouldn't have Harry Kane at Man United that's all for later <gasps> uh, Blair and Ed freed from desire within seconds of the final whistle was 
unforgivable, yeah. says this texter. Gathering momentum. Gathering momentum. Why can't we just enjoy the moment without oh, that? Maybe it's Absolutely. the speed of it that's the problem. Let the maybe it's that you grow. have to do it straight away before anybody can even breathe, you know? However, Controlling our feelings and emotions at all times. <laughs> However, Brian from Limerick, lads, we brought up a group of under nines from Old Crescent Rugby Club to the match. They absolutely loved Free From Desire. Gave it socks. They also enjoyed Ireland for the win, England for the bin. 50 billion times walking up Bath Avenue. <laughs> Apologies to anyone who had to listen to them. What an image that is. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, Richie, where are we going? Uh, we'll go to the French side of things for that game next week. France head coach Didier Deschamps has confirmed that Mike Menion will be their new first choice goalkeeper. The AC Milan custodian takes over from the retired Hugo Lloris. France will travel to Dublin without William Saliba and Wesley Fofana both injured. They've been replaced in the squad by Nice defender Jean-Claire Tobido and Monaco's Axel de Sassi. Uh, Limerick will meet Tipperary next weekend's Allianz Hurling League Division 1 semi-final. Kyle Hayes and Aaron Galan scored the goals in Limerick's 220-15 point win over Wexford yesterday. Cork and Clare played out a 218 apiece draw with the Rebels to face Kilkenny in the semi-finals after they beat Waterford 18 points to 16. Elsewhere in Division 1, there are wins for Galway, Dublin and Tipperary. Donegal are on the brink of relegation from Division 1 of the Football League. They lost to Mayo by 117-9 to nine points yesterday in Bally Buffet with Kevin McStay's side now through to the league final. Monaghan are also in danger of making the drop after their 215-13 to 13 point loss to Tyrone. In Division 2, Clare and Limerick were both relegated after their defeats to Limerick and Kildare respectively to Derry and Kildare respectively pardon me uh, Galway will face Kerry in the Little Ladies National Football League Division 1 final after the Trizeman saw Mayo 13 points to 2-6 and Roisin Leonard scored 5 points as the Westerners advanced there Kenny at this very very moment this time next week Aaron Levine will be playing we'll be getting ready to go uh, we'll talk about it more on the football show big picture how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm feeling good. <clears throat> I'm feeling good. I think we can pretty much um, uh, call the starting 10-11 at the moment. So, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say quietly confident, but uh, I think we're going to play a game which can win against uh, the French. We can't out-football uh, uh, this team. We'd be foolish to do so. But I think if we play a different type of game, we might be pushed to playing that type of game, more of a counter-attacking game. I think if we can get enough pace on the pitch, I think we can hurt them. I really do. Some big ifs there. Obviously, we're going to have to soak up a lot of pressure. The defensive structure is going to have to be absolutely spot on. No individual errors. We know that. It's a given. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I I think we're playing a brand of football uh, at the moment or we will have to play against the French, which can yeah, which can hurt them. Just think we've got some good options. Ferguson obviously is, a, is, a, is an obvious one, but I think we even get enough legs in the team yeah, I think we can hold them quick transitions, counter-attack. It's going to be that type of game, Joe, yeah. isn't it? We all know. Yeah. We all know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Atmosphere, the whole thing, occasion. Hopefully that'll play in there. Uh, factor. Any other team losing two top-class centre-halves come to Dublin and be rubbing your hands together, but bloody hell, the French. If anybody can lose a couple of centre-halves, it's them. Ridiculous in terms of the quality they have in that area of the pitch. Probably Canati and Upa McCann will still rock up like and play uh, centre-half. Yeah, exactly. Well... They haven't seen Evan Ferguson yet in all his glory. <laughs> Canate might have done, has he? Did he play against Canate? The, the game against Brighton? Uh, yeah. Two beautiful goals the weekend. I know, weirdly, Kenny, you haven't seen them, which is. Uh, <laughs> he, was playing, he was playing against Grimsby. Like, it just. Uh, that's, look, Evan Ferguson's having an amazing first season. I just do think that the time he got in the box for those goals, 
you know, we know he's good enough to do that. I, I politely disagree on the first one. Okay. But the way he took that ball down from shoulder height, quick touch and quick finish. It was beautiful. It was brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure he has the time, time to do not. that if it's, a, if it's a top level opposition. Oh, They're 15th in League 2 and they're 15 to lead to for a reason bless them but I, I think he's I think if he has to move the ball quicker if the picture changes I think he's good enough he's got his technical abilities big lad but soft feet as we were talking about earlier and you don't yeah, like don't freedom think it's desire. An you don't think Ferguson's up to scratch <laughs> Joe, you're putting a lot of words <laughs> in a lot of people's mouths tonight. what's, what's with all this insistence on soft extremities by the way as well soft hands soft feet like... soft hands so, golf that's golf in the soft hands when you're dry. Can't gri- grip the club Joe you're a golfer well. yeah. Andy Farrell's soft heart shouldn't it, squeeze the life out of it should you the old uh, Sam Sneed ro- word was like a, uh, hard enough to hold a bird but not to do damage <laughs> let's move on quickly from that <laughs> what would be too soft to hold a bird <laughs> don't worry Joe you're looking uh, at me what would be too well, soft you can't to the hold the bird out of your hand oh okay you got the grip okay. oh, you got to right. yeah. yeah right yeah yeah softness is probably an underrated uh, quality in sport like to be relaxed your touch all sports right across the board you've got to have a certain softness don't you do you agree with that in terms of you're talking about your physical yeah, you, yeah. Not, not, not tensed up you've got to be primed but you have to be relaxed to do your best stuff yeah yeah I, I take your point I take your point thanks yeah yeah to an uh, extent to an extent I knew that was coming <laughs> Rich do you want to give us one last story uh, Antonio Conte reportedly told the Tottenham board that his comments after Saturday's draw with Southampton were aimed solely at his players. The Spurs manager criticised the culture of the club in a lengthy rant after they squandered a lead at St Mary's. It's understood that Chairman Daniel Levy has accepted Conte's version of events and he remains in charge heading into this international break. Uh, we're going to talk about that at length on the football show with Kenny Cunningham. Richie, apologies to keep you. Oh, sake. I'm going to delay me tea, Joe. Bumper news rant. Thank you very much. <clears throat> We still didn't get to all the stories. I know. A lot of a lot of waffle in tonight's news. A little giddy. We're celebrating. Michael McCarthy, thank you. Thank you. Kenny Cunningham back on the football show. Thanks very much, Kenny.